Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett, and Lee. All right, guys, welcome to Don't Tread on America, coming to you from the DTOM Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America, and I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing? What I'm doing right now, I got a new intro. Hope you liked it. Um,. What I'm going to do is I'm on vacation this week. I uh, got things going on. So uh, this is going to be a, a best of DTOM as, uh, as I'm out of the studio right now. And um, I think I'm going to start doing more of these best of um, programming. And this will help new folks to the show and some of our longtime listeners a refresher. So please, please listen, enjoy. And uh, also, real quick, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please share this with your friends. And uh, whatever podcast app you are on, if you are able to give us a rating, please do so. And uh, preferably a five-star. And uh, like I said, most importantly, share this. Go to our social media platforms on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America. On uh, Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's PCGC underscore 1775. And, uh, yeah, we're also on the Ticker Talker, mainly doing drink recipes and so on and so forth. So you can follow us there at Don't Tread on America. Uh, other than that, guys, you guys enjoy the show. And I will be back on Sunday. What is that? The uh, 10th. You guys have a great day. Maybe, maybe if I get a wild hair at my house, I'll do a, I'll do a, a Saturday live show. Live. So if you want to see that, I might even video it and do it on Facebook. But follow us on Facebook. You'll get all the alerts. And notifications. Uh, other than that, guys, you enjoy the show and uh, have a great day. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host. Don Q. How's everyone doing today? It is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022, whereas I'm sure it, sure the uh, the freak shows on Capitol Hill are calling it uh, January 6th Eve, maybe? No? <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to today's show. Today's show is brought to you in part by Redcon1.com, that great supplement nutri- nutrient company that I like to use. Guys, go check them out. Use the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. Click the link. Use the code T20Cordimus. Get 20% off. Great stuff, guys. I'm telling you, great stuff. 
I'm not going to dwell on Redcon uh, because I've got a show for you. Let me tell you what. Um, to the point where I just got off the phone with Chris. This is more than likely going to be at least a two-part show. And the reason I say that is because I've been doing some research on some things that have really freaked me out to the point where uh, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. Uh, I'm cracking one open because I'm about to take you guys deep into the rabbit hole. And I hope you guys are ready because this is some good stuff. All right. So the title of this show is going to be called Transhumanism. What is it? And how will it affect you? Now, for those of you that don't know what transhumanism is, it's nothing about transsexuals and being a dude chick or being a chick dude. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with what the they in our scenario of of things is is it is. <laughs> uh, before I go on, I just wanted to make sure that you guys check out our Facebook page. Our, or I'm sorry, go to our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. From there, you can go to all of our social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, check those out. Uh, if you guys are on any of those platforms, you can follow us there. Drop a note. You want to direct message me? You want to tell me to you know, give me some ideas of, of things you want to talk about, then so be it. Um, we're also on TikTok, unfortunately. Not that I really post a whole hell of a lot on there. I'm, I'm more go on there and just look at stupid shit, but there is some interesting things, I will say that. But nonetheless, I actually posted a video on the on our Facebook page of Dr. Fauci, I think it was last March, uh, where he had some inter- interesting things to say about the COVID vaccine. So... Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, go to our Facebook page, Don't Tread on Merca, and check out that video. It's p- more than likely being shadow banned. So if you are on Facebook and you are following us, you're probably going to have to go to the page to find that video. Anyway. Um, also, if you're listening to whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you're on Apple, if you guys could please give me a five star. And more importantly, guys, this show is going to be a very, I feel, this show is going to be very interesting. I hope it's a very good show. I want to believe in my mind that it's going to be a very good show. And uh, with that being said, please, please share this with your friends because this, this, I don't want to say this has nothing to do with COVID because what I'm going to read you, the articles that I have found and the stuff that I have found is dates back a few years ago up until today, up until current times. Also, so this is an ongoing process. Uh, Chris and I have talked about some of this stuff that I'm going to speak on in previous shows. Um, Probably our most downloaded show is the NWO Rothschilds and Patriots show. Um, And and we did that, I think, I don't know, June, July, somewhere around there. Over the summer, we did that show. And I told you a couple months ago, I I did a regurge of that show where I played a certain part of it um but the original show had been taken down by apple so i encourage people to download other apps podbeam or spotify or whatever 
and listen to that show, and it's actually still a highly downloaded show, and it's four or five months old, and I appreciate that. Um, so this is going to be one of those types of shows. I'm not going to talk about current events necessarily. I'm not going to talk about dipshit McGee and the things that Biden's doing and saying and threatening and all that stuff. This is this is about the they in the scenarios of previous podcasts where we talk about the NWO and the Great Reset and the WEF and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all these people, right? All right, this article is in Forbes magazine. It's on Forbes.com. Now, I'll put this article in the show notes so you can read it for yourself because this, this is a four-year-old article. This is from November 20th of 2017. And it's titled, Transhumanism and the Future of Humanity, Seven Ways the World Will Change by 2030. Okay? Now, the reason this article caught my eye was, was the title. <laughs> 2030, the way things will change by 2030. I, we have talked about Agenda 21, Agenda um, 2030, Event 201. We've talked about these things. These are real things. These aren't things, these aren't conspiracy theorist thought process. These are actual events. These are things you can Google and they'll tell you all about it. <laughs> this, there's no surprise. This isn't some QAnon conspiracy theory crap. This is real life shit, okay? All right. Companies today are strategizing about future investments and technology such as AI, the Internet of Things, or growth around new business models. Uh, while many of these trends will be making make for solid investments for the next five to ten years, fewer companies are considering the revolutionary coverage of desperate trends pulled from technology, behavioral or societal changes, and medical advances to understand how they will coverage to transform society. These transformations will be messy, complex, and sometimes scary, but signals already point to a future of humanity that will blur our identities into transhumanism. Okay, now keep in mind, as I'm reading this, this article is four years old, over four years old. This wasn't done last week. This is not a new article. And the reason I want to preface that and keep saying that and keep reminding you as I'm reading this article when, when we talked about Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, these different things, they're all basically the same thing. So I'm just going to focus on Agenda 2030. That was something that happened in 2019. <laughs> you know, they, these guys plan. You know, one thing I learned when I was young, uh, one of my mentors in life, he taught me the five Ps. And it was proper planning prevents poor performance. Okay. So, these people aren't who they are by not planning properly, right? These aren't the richest men in the world because they didn't plan properly, okay? So, while I'm making that abundantly clear to you guys that this is an old article, I'm just doing that in the sense that that way you know this is a planned event. This was 2017, no one knew anything about COVID, uh, Wuhan lab doing coronavirus crap. None of that was even, no one had any worries in the world in 2017 as far as that stuff's concerned. Let me read on. 
to understand this topic, our visionary innovation group looked at three fundamental pillars of humanity and how it will evolve over the coming 10 to 15 years, which takes you into, uh, you know, 2030. Our bodies, our thought, and our behavior, after identifying the driving forces that will transform these fundamental pillars, we extracted key themes emerging from uh, their coverance. Ultimately, our goal was to determine the ways in which the changing nature of humanity and transhumanism would affect individual society, businesses, and government. A few of these trends that emerged from the study included following seven trends. We hope they will spark discussion and innovation um, at your organizations. Our bodies will be augmented. Okay, so what does that mean, right? Augmentation, right? We change things. Like you've heard of women getting breast implants, for example. They don't, they don't call it that. They call it breast augmentations, just to simplify it for everybody. Okay, so in the coming years, we will usher in a number of body augmentation capabilities that will enable humans to be smarter, stronger, and more capable than we are today. Um, as I'm reading these things, and I've read this article, everything that I'm going to read you and the people that are involved in this are... It's done in the it, everything that we talk about, everything that they're going to talk about and say, is in the guides of accessibility, convenience, making your life easier, right? What was it back in the day, GE, right? General Electric. We bring good things to life, right? Yeah, we want to do this. this is for you. Everything's for you. Wearables will be one form of body augmentation but they will far surpass the fitness trackers of today. In the future, we can expect the arrival of contact lenses that take pictures or video, universal language translator earbuds that allow us to communicate anywhere in the world, and exosuits that increase physical strength. Now, like I said, this article is four years old. This is stuff that was already in production when this article was, was written to the point where you can actually buy these earbuds now. The exoskeletons are actually being used in the military. So one would assume that the contact lenses are already being used in some form or fashion. Maybe not where you can go to your eye doctor and get them, but I, I wouldn't be surprised that the CIA or you know NSA or someone like that isn't already using these things, right? All right. We will also see increased use of implants ranging from brain microchips, neural-laced to mind-controlled prosthesis, and subdermal RFID chips that allow users to unlock doors or computer passwords with a wave of a hand. Now, we're seeing this implemented, right? Get the chip, you know, for your COVID uh, pass, right? We've seen uh, Amazon One is being introduced where you can uh, pay, you know, you go to the grocery store, you can just wave your wrist in front of the thing and it pays your, your, uh, your bill. It's linked to, you know, your bank account or credit card or whatever the case may be. Uh, computerized door locks. We have those. I mean, I don't. I don't trust them, but I know there's people that do. When you get on your phone, you get on the app, and you unlock the door, right? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, If you work at a, a place, that, wherever you may work, you might have an RFID chip card, right, to get in. You don't have a key necessary to unlock a door. You just wave the card at the thing. Well, you'll get rid of that card, and then that chip will be implanted, and you just wave your hand. That way you never lose your card, right? It's in, it's in your hand. It's in your wrist. It's wherever it is. 
However, the most powerful body augmentation will come from biological augmentations as a result of increased insight into our genomes, advanced in IVF technology that may allow us to select most intelligent embryos and powerful CRISPR gene editing technology, which will one day give us the ability to eliminate all, eliminate all inheritable diseases. These body augmentation cap capabilities will give us give rise to humans that will be more resilient, optimized, and continually monitored. They will also lead to implications around which job opportunities are available for those with or, with aug with or without augmented abilities, as well as impacting sports competition with hierarchies based upon body augmentation. We already see early days with this and questions around leg prosthesis and whether they provide runners with increased speed compared to average humans. At the same time, augmented bodies will usher in risks such as espionage potential via contact camera lenses. I just said that the NSA and them were probably using this, so yeah. Or even more worryingly, risk of uh, stratified human race based upon those who can afford augmentation and those who cannot. Well, no shit. Because it, obviously it's going to cost money. Or, hear me out, <laughs> the chip scenario, what if they just give it to you, right? Just make your life easier. Just get the chip. You can get your COVID stuff on there. You can have your your debit card, your you know your ID. I've talked about this before. Um, our thoughts um, process will be faster and more transferable. Transfer blah, transferable. There we go. There's a word. Um, the the thing in that <laughs> where I was just reading that kills me is the um <laughs> where they can uh, uh you know change things right. They can uh, uh continually monitored and optimized right. So if you're acting a fool, do they uh? They can flip a switch. They can adjust your your uh, DNA somehow or another, which I'll get into here in a little bit. I don't know. Okay. So, once again, I will remind you, this is a four-year-old article. Okay. Both wearable and implantable brain-machine interfaces are in development from organizations that include Elon Musk's Neuralink, Facebook, and DARPA. And if you don't know what or who DARPA is, I'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> These devices will dramatically alter the ways in which we communicate with each other as well as digital devices. Today, when I speak with others, I am limited by the speed in which I can speak, the tip of my tongue. Um, when I interface with a computer, I'm limited by the speed that I can type. BMIs will change all this to enabling communication at the speed of thought in its full, unfiltered state. Mark Zuckerberg has described the following scenario. Today we share our vacation experience. We upload photos and videos with BMIs. I can share my full sensory and emotional vacation experience with my friends and family. And I'll even one-up that. So he says this about uploading you know, videos and, and pictures to your family. So like you're on vacation, you and your wife or whatever, you're on vacation, you're wherever. And you're like, oh, you know, we're, you're at a museum, you're, you know, whatever you're doing. You can, you know, link that shit to your, your mom or whatever. Hey, look at this, you know. And uh, 
and the Neuralink situation with Elon Musk is is the same scenario. Now these are implantable uh, microchips that they want to put in your body. So the the RFID chip is something where you can unlock a door or open up your computer or, or whatever, use your debit card. The Neuralink thing with uh, Elon Musk is more along the lines of what Zuckerberg's talking about, um, where you can just cell phones, for example, might be obsolete. You want to call your friend? Oh, let me call you know Bob. You know, and you're you're telecommunicating with Bob. It's a little, I I don't know. It's a little worrisome. Early inventors such as Uber have already started harnessing, which is weird. I'm reading these articles and I'm like, Uber, really? Um, the incredible combination power of behavioral science, gamification, and AI. Uber's behavioral science techniques include queuing up the next drive as a default option, not revealing the prof- profitability of that ride, which is an uncertainly uh, technique that is most often used in gambling, and giving drivers awards such as above and beyond the spur dopamine release gamification techniques used by a company include graphical interface and brings video game like quality to the drive Uh, we'll be more empathetic Um, the adoption of VR uh, can play uh, eventually a role uh, influentially role in our ability to understand perspectives of others in current moment you know so for example uh, what that means is you live your life a certain way and you might live a good life and you might not understand uh, the plight of, you know, refugee, uh, refugees or, uh, you know, the guy on the corner at, begging for food, right? You know, and it, you, you've always heard the, well, you don't know anything about these people unless you walk a mile in their shoes, right? Um, and that gives, that makes you more likely to donate money to the guy on the corner, you know, with the will work for food sign, Right. Um, if you can virtually, you know, VR into that mindset, you'll be more empathetic. And then maybe instead of giving $200 a month towards a a charity or whatever, you might give 2000, um, you know, if you, if you have the ability to do so, um, we will see an emergence of extreme personalization and customization. So obviously, um, the more money you have, the more <laughs> you're going to be able to personalize your your neuro, nuances, your Neuralink situation. Um, you know, you could be walking up to your house, uh, unlock the door, boom, doors unlocked, turn on the lights, lights turn on. So, and it's really no different than what we're doing now. Now, like I said, this article is four years old. So a lot of the practices in which they're talking about, there was already apps on your phone to do these things if you had the quote-unquote smart technology in your house. So if you recall, I don't recall the name of the manufacturers, but there was different manufacturers where you could buy plugs for your home, right? And you could plug in lamps or like you might have had the electric door lock or your garage door opener or whatever linked to this smart home technology and you could turn on the sprinklers, you could turn on the outdoor lights, you could turn on, you could do whatever, right, with your phone. Now it's getting to the point where you won't even need that. It's all going to be in your brain, okay? Um, so I, 
I'm not going to keep reading this article because it's just giving you different ideas of what the what they're trying to do. I just wanted to start this show off with this particular article because it's from Forbes, right? It's four years old, and they discuss... <laughs> I think the scariest part about this whole article is the title, Seven Ways the World Will Change by 2030. Why that? Day? Why did they choose that date? Why wasn't it 2020? Why wasn't it 2025? Why wasn't it 2040? Right? There's a goal in mind by the global elite, and that goal is 2030. And that's why we have said, and on this podcast and many other podcasts, we talk about how they lost their shit when Trump was elected, right? And why for four years that he was president, it was their ever-longing ever goal to get him to not be president any longer, whether it was through uh, impeachment or whatever means necessary. You know, four years was, was four years they didn't have to afford. And why we believe this whole COVID thing happened because, in my opinion, and in Chris's opinions, like I said, we were on the phone for a solid hour talking about this stuff when I started finding this stuff. It was really freaking me out. I uh, started thinking that COVID is a catalyst to move along with these things. Um, well, this is an article I found from Jonathan Brentner. Okay, so this was June of last year. Okay, so transhumanism, the plot to control your life. Okay, so in the, the Forbes article, he... The person wrote, I don't recall who wrote it, but the guy that wrote that article, it was under the guides of convenience, making your life easier, making you smarter, faster, uh, stronger, uh, being able to just accessibility, whatever. Now, this guy, this his article is more in the lines of a biblical sense, okay? So... You know, he, he starts out the article, if our world is not in a, on a direct path to the fulfillment of Revelations 13, 16 through 18, the only alternative is to assume that something with a striking and more, most uncanny resemblance to the mark of the beast will appear in the not too far distant future. Now, we've heard, uh, surely the people listening to the show have heard a lot of times how the, the vaccine is the mark of the beast, right? And now whether it is or it isn't, I guess, remains to be seen. Um, so I have an article <laughs> that will, it will kind of mess with your mind a little bit as far as the vaccine is concerned without it talking about the vaccine. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read this article. I'm gonna skip ahead to to that, and then I'll come back to more transhumanism and the people involved. But anyway, the words of Revelations 13, 16 through 18 represent a specific detailed prophecy that cannot uh, reach its full fruition until after the Antichrist begins his reign of terror through the seven year tri uh, tribulation. Even so, we already see Satan's evil and deadly end of days design for humanity. 
in, um, at work and plans for to seek those imposed transhumanism upon us? Why do they say that his prophecy is already in play? So what is transhumanism, right? Transhumanism basically is this. It's the com- combining of machines and human beings. So when, when I read those words, to, to make it, most people would think of what I just said, human, uh, humans and machines is more of a cyborg type situation, more of a, a robocop, right? Um, but in this sense, it's not necessarily uh, what was robocop. So he was a police officer. I believe he was gunned down by gangs and then they kind of made him basically a robot with a human brain, right? In this, in this sense, it's more of a, you're still human. You're still, <laughs> you're still human in the sense that you look like a human, but with the chips and the different things, the the contact lenses, and something else that I'm going to read about. That's not even a contact lens. It's more of an implant. Um, that's where that transhumanism comes in. Like you, you're part human, part machine, but not part machine in the sense of you got robot legs and shit like that. You've it's more your computer brain type thing. So David Tippett is a contributor to the WEF, right? The World Economic Forum, which we've talked about before. The World Economic Forum is ran by Klaus Schwab. I'm sorry, Klaus, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> and he is the part of, he's pushing the Great Reset to the point where it's really come to the forefront nowadays because of COVID. And they're trying to use COVID in, in the and with the guides of well now would be the great time the best time to do the great reset so he describes transhumanism as this way um, it is rooted in the belief that humans can and will be enhanced by the genetic engineering and information technology of today as well as anticipated advance such as bioengineering artificial intelligence and uh, molecular nanotechnology the result is an intera- um, interaction of homo sapiens enhanced or augmented, but still fundamentally human. So like, to, like I just said, they're, they still look human, but they have the neuro or nanotechnology that makes them more of a computer brain, but still human. And I talked about, I think it was the last show, where I said, what do we use, 20% of our brain? This is a situation where it would unlock the other 80% and nobody knows what humans are capable of. I, I equated it to tuning a car. Most pretty much all cars nowadays are computerized, right? They, you might run on gas. I'm not saying they're electric, but they all have a computer in them that regulate the engine and make the engine run a certain way. Well, you can tune or, or upgrade <laughs> that computer to enable the engine to do more. The central premise of transhumanism then is that biological evolution will eventually be overtaken by advance advances in genetic, wearable, and implantable technology that artificially expedite the evolutionary process. Okay, so if the premise is biological evolution will eventually be overtaken advances, right? And back up to the where he said before, genetic engineering, right? Okay, the globalists of our day propose to fundamentally change humanity through means that include the changing of human DNA, which is called nanotechnology, 
contrary to what the WEF would have us believe, the end result of this artificial biological evolution will be something far different than when God created, as well as what Jesus died on the cross to redeem. Okay, so basically, when you... Everyone knows the basic story of Noah's Ark, right? So you had Noah's Ark. God commanded him to build the ark because there was going to be a great flood. Uh, he needed to gather the animals, right, two by two, right, um, to save the world, right? Well, what really happened was there's some evidence that states that that civilization in those days was more advanced than we are led to believe. Okay? Now, I'm not saying aliens or anything like that. I'm just saying that that there is some readings and some writings that would tell you that civilization in those days were, was more advanced in the sense that they were already doing uh, DNA reengineering of animals. Okay, so we've all heard stories of unicorns and different mystical creatures, right? So one theory would be that a unicorn was, uh, was a real thing but it was a, a where they alternated altered the dna of a horse and maybe a rhinoceros and i'm just trying to think of something um to create this being now granted the unicorn in which we nowadays think of a unicorn might not look like that um and what happened was it pissed god off so bad that he commanded noah to do this to gather his creatures on the ark, the creatures that he created, right? A, a male and a female version of those creatures so they could repopulate the earth with those animals. Um, because when you, when you alter DNA, when you alter God's creation, that doesn't make him happy. <laughs> that, that's his creation. So... Um, one would say, so by changing human DNA, right, nanotechnology, okay, so what have they said about the vaccines? The vaccines are RNA uh, technology, right? So that alters your DNA to be able to fight COVID. Now, if I was doing this on video, everything I'm telling you, I would be doing the quotation marks with my fingers like crazy <laughs> because... um we have now come to find out that even if you have gotten the quote-unquote vaccine, you can still get COVID, right? We know this. We know this to be true. But yet, they continue to push this vaccine. And I've asked this question many a times. Why? Why are they pushing a vaccine that they know doesn't work? Biden just came out on TV the other day claiming this is still... A pandemic of the unvaccinated. When there is equally as many people that are vaccinated getting this shot, getting this uh, this cold, <laughs> right? If And what did they tell you when all this shit began, right? Get the shot. You won't get sick. You won't get COVID. You're good. You're good. Lie. It's a lie. It's all a fucking lie. And it just kills me <laughs> that we can no longer trust our government, because they are part of the problem. They are lo no longer the solution. And I'm going to even go as far as say, is how do we know 
<laughs> Trump is an innocent party in all this. I, I don't know. I don't know who's innocent and who's not anymore, especially when it comes to them being government. I do know the one thing that holds on to hope with me that Trump is a a good guy, or at least he's better than the other guys, <laughs> is how insanely crazy the other side went when he was elected president. I've never in my life seen the other side win the presidency. Whatever side you're on, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, whatever side you're on, I think they're all the same side of a different animal. But if you're a Republican and a Democrat wins, they don't lose their shit. If you're a Democrat and they're, and they, you know, when Obama was elected, we didn't lose our shit. When Bush was elected, they didn't lose their shit. When Clinton was, you know what I'm saying? But when Trump was elected, they lost their fucking minds. That's the one thing that leads me to believe he's not part of them. Now, uh, was that a situation <laughs> that you throw him in the mix to get everybody on board? I, I don't know. I still say him being president put the their agenda four years behind, and that's why they lost their shit, because he wasn't going to go down with this. So, um, Dr. Carrie Madej, in her April 19th video, defined transhumanism in a similar way as the above quote, but also warned of as many dire consequences for our future as the elite of the world seek to exercise complete control of our behavior. In November 17th, oh, <laughs> that's funny. So, in November 17th, an article appeared in Forbes' website titled, this is the one I just read you. <laughs> so, I don't need to go on that. So, several disturbing statements regarding transhumanism emerged from this the seventh, uh, Forbes article. Um, the assertion of the author that transhumanism will blur our identities, which, you know, um, is, is true. So, as you read on, please note that the WEF is not some obscure fringe group. President Biden ran for office under the theme of Build Back Better, right? The slogan he took directly from the WEF. We've heard Klaus Schwab say these same words. Um... John Kerry, a prominent member of Biden's administration, has pledged with the full support of the Biden administration to the Great Reset championed by the WEF. Guys, they're literally telling us everything they're going to do. And when you talk about these things, when you talk about the Great Reset, that's one of those, those trigger words, right? Which automatically get you labeled a conspiracy theorist, Okay. Don't worry about what they say. Look up the WEF, the World Economic Forum. Look it up. I don't even care if you go on Google and look that up. They're going to tell you. Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever search you use. I personally use DuckGo because you seem to find more stuff. But however you want to look it up, look up the WEF. Look up the World Economic Forum and what they have to do with the Great Reset. It will give you in detail everything that they talk about in their forums. They're not hiding it. They're not hiding it in the sense that, but when you talk about it, you're crazy. You're a crackpot. You're a conspiracy theorist. In my opinion, the word conspiracy theorist means you're really close to the truth. 
we talk about Kennedy and the people, you know, the however many shooters and Oswell didn't act alone, Grassy Knoll and so on and so forth, right? <laughs> Crazy conspiracy theorist. Really? Am I? Really? Aliens flying around. <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Am I? Didn't they just release fucking data saying that UFOs are real? <laughs> so anyway, uh, an article on the New American website ties together the great research, uh, great reset advocate by the WEF and the Biden administration with a push for transhumanism. Under the New World Order envisioned by the proponents of the United Nations-backed Great Reset, humans will be merged with machines and technology. Literally, perhaps the most incredible, the deep state globalists behind the efforts are coming out of the closet. These days, they are openly and literally pro proclaiming their intention to abolish private ownership of property and even fuse microchips into people's brains that will be able to read and manipulate individuals. Guys, this is on the United Nations website. <laughs> this is in their own words, what they are telling you they are going to do. Okay? You've seen pictures on various social media platforms, whether it be Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you, wherever you happen to peruse of people around this country, and there's UN vehicles there. Uh, you'll see Google Earth maps, and there's a warehouse, and there's uh, UN trucks, vans, generators, whatever. Why? Why do we have those things? And then you go to look it up again, and it's gone, or the video's gone, or Someone will post it on YouTube, and now it's gone. Or You know what I'm saying? There's always these situations where... I, I, let me see. How can I put it like this? Alex Jones. All of us know who he is, right? We know that the InfoWars stuff was on um, Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube, and then it all got taken down, right? Because Alex Jones is crazy. He's a conspiracy theorist, and... Guess what? All the shit he used to say, or still says, but the stuff he was saying that got him kicked off of, of said platforms, is coming true. <laughs> Why did he get kicked off the platforms? Or kicking people off of these platforms because of the quote-unquote misinformation. I think they're kicking people off these platforms because it's called truth. And you're getting too close to it, therefore we can't have that. Okay? So... <laughs> it's you know it says notice the reference to the words deep state in the United States in the pre preceding quote this refers to those in the US who put Biden in office and now control his presidency these elite globalists in the US and throughout the world talk openly about their plans for both transhumanism and the great Re reset consider the quote from the web website regarding the things they plan for the world under the web calls a fourth industrial resolution. I'm glad that that happened while I was in the middle of talking. Thank you. <laughs> the fourth industrial revolution represents a fundamental change in the way we live, work, and uh, relate to one another. It is a new chapter in human development, enabled by extraordinary technology advances uh, commensurate with those who of the first, second, and third industrial revolutions these advances are merging the physical and digital biological worlds in a way that create both huge promises 
and potential peril. The speed uh, and depth of this revolution is force, forcing us to rethink how countries develop, how organizations uh, create value, and even what it means to be a human. <laughs> so my question is this. When, when did be, being a fucking human being become such a bad thing? Aren't, I mean, we were, we were put on this earth in the, you know, in the eyes of our creator and none of us are perfect, right? There's only one person or one being or one thing that's perfect and that's God himself. He made us to be fallible, right? We all sin. We all make mistakes. We all do these things. And um, these people don't want us to think for ourselves. So they put these chips in your brain. They do this. They do that. Well, do you not think they're going to, like I said, they're doing this under the guise of convenience, health, safety, uh, you know, whatever. Um, Who's to say that this isn't more about control, right? Um. I'm not going to go too long. We're, we're running into about 45 minutes here. Um, I'm going to finish reading this article. I'm going to jump into DARPA real quick, just for those of you who don't know what that is or who that is. And then uh, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be a two-parter, okay? And uh, I'm going to bring a special guest in here on Friday, and we're going to continue this talk. And... Uh, because I'm telling you, and I say it's a two-parter. It's very well it could go three parts. But uh, I'm going to continue reading. Then we'll go into DARPA. And then I'm going to put a lid on today. So let me keep talking here. Um, the Great Reset Agenda necessitates augmenting humans in such a way that it will allow those to power, to monitor, and control their behavior via external computer networks and artificial intelligence. Now, what I just read to you is, is in the Agenda 2030 website. Okay, this isn't uh, wrote by the Wachowski brothers or sisters or whatever they are now. But tell me that shit doesn't sound very much Matrix like. (laughs) Right. Uh, How will this change happen? Well, um, these power brokers augment the makeup of human beings so as to merge them with machines. How is this how is this going to happen? Right. To answer the question, we begin with the words of Klaus Schwab in the WEF. In January 10th, uh, 2016 interview, he explained that human beings will soon receive a chip in their body in order to merge them with the digital world. That was 2016. So my question is, how did he know that or think that was going to happen? So at first we will implant them uh, in our clothes, and then we could imagine what we would have. um, So, (laughs) okay. So the way he's describing it is much like I said in the guides of a convenience. So we'll put them in their clothes first, right? And then we could imagine what we implant them, you know, what would happen if we plant them in our brains or in our skin. And in the end, maybe here will be the direct communication between our brains and a digital world. What we see is a kind of fusion of the physical, digital, and biological world. The interviewer asked him, we call someone we don't even have to reflex to the device that's done naturally and the technique continues in the body? Schwab says yes. When will this happen? Certainly in the next 10 years. So this is 2016. 
<sighs> so following the su- uh, to sum up the sense of transhumanism, uh, the process includes augmenting humans into something quite different than what God created, as well as implementing device inside them that will connect them to the vi- digital world outside of them. The plan consists of connecting humans to the digital world, such as supercomputers that will monitor their behavior for the ultimate purpose of controlling it through the blending of people with machines. At this point, however, it appears that these globalists might have a problem. How do they push? How do they put such a system in place? The vast majority of people would readily reject the changes that I've described in this, um, and rightly so. Some people, uh, some might desire the enhanced art AI that will come as a result of transhumanism, but not completely. What else comes with it? So, personally, the way I think they'll do it is the way they're doing it. They unleashed COVID on the world. Whoever did it, China, us, all of us, they, you know, the WEF, the UN, whoever did it, they did it to scare people. What's going on right now, right? We have the Omnicron, right? And you would swear to fucking God, it's COVID run amok all over again. Why? Because they're trying to scare us into doing these things. So, and I was telling you about DARPA. So DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects a- Agency. So it's a, a, it's a division of the uh, Defense uh, DOD. DARPA, <laughs> and, and I'll go into this a lot more, the creation of DARPA and how they became on the part two of this on the next episode, but they are essentially the government's um, research arm of the of the military, I guess is maybe a good way to put it. So one of the things that they're working on is a uh, cortical modem project, uh, a project which aims to build a low-cost neural interface-based display device. The short-term goal of this project is development of a device about the size of two stacked nickels with a cost of goods in an order of $10, which would enable a simple visual display via direct interface to visual cortex with the bot, uh, visual fidelity of something like an LED clock. So essentially what that is, is the way, the way this article breaks it down is if, you, if you're blind, not even visually and just like you're straight up blind, this is kind of a way to um, bypass the visual sensory system entirely and the modem can directly display in, into the uh, visual cortex, enabling a sort of virtual overlay on the real world. Uh, an optogenics ap- approach which will allow both reading and writing. So even though you're not actually seeing what you're doing or what you're writing or what you're, what's in the room, it's virtually there. It's, you know, it's actually what's there, but it's, it's very tricky how how to explain it so we can imagine at least a device in which virtual objects appear uh integrated into a perceived world beyond this world a cortical modem would enable electronic telepathy and telekinesis so that goes back to the thinking of calling bob and i'm calling bob (laughs) the cortical modem is real world vision uh version of the science fiction 
uh, neural interfaces and vision with right. You know, so it's basically they took writings of different authors, this William Gibson and Ramas Nam, um, and then probably you look at movies, whether they're like the uh, the Matrix or even older movies, and. I think there's people in our government that say, shit, that's pretty cool. I wonder if we could do that. And then they do it. <laughs> or maybe one could even say these movies and stuff were made to make to ease us into what was coming. I don't know. So um, is it real? I mean, who's to say? The chordal modem is still a crude device. Okay, this isn't going to give you a high-fidelity augmented reality display soon. And since the current approach is based upon optogenics, it requires a genetic alter, alternation, alteration of the DNA in your neurons. So they have this chordal modem that will do all these things. It'll help you be able to see. It'll help you be able to... <laughs> be telepathic and have telekinesis and I hope you do these things. However, our DNA isn't where it needs to be for this thing to work. Okay. So now this goes into the, the shot, right? The COVID shot. And this is where anyone listening to this, if they don't believe in this, they're going to shut it off. They're going to say conspiracy. This guy's crazy. You know, whatever. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I'm reading you articles that these companies, these these divisions of our government are putting out. This isn't some dude on the street corner drinking a, a you know a fifth of Hennessy yelling these things out. Okay? They're telling us this. So if if it requires your your RNA your DNA to be altered to to create the high fidelity augmented reality, right? So you would need power. So you've heard people talk about 5G and this, that, and the other thing. So let's just, for argument's sake, say that all of this is is together. Every every bit of this is one. You hear different names. You hear Elon Musk, and you hear um, Mark Zuckerberg, and you hear DARPA, and you hear and you hear all this stuff and they're all different entities but they're all different entities with the same end game so who's to say DARPA didn't start this technology well in the guise of getting it out of the government's hands you put it in the hands of an Elon Musk where that makes it a little bit easier to digest because Elon Musk is such a great guy I mean shit they're comparing him to you know, I've heard people call him the Thomas Edison of our time, of our generation. Um, he's a great engineer. He's a great thinker. Look at all the things he's done. Well, I don't. I, I'm not bashing on Elon Musk. Not yet. That'll come. That'll be in the next show. <laughs> he he's a smart guy, right? He's smarter than me. Shit, you know, he started one company, sold it, bought another company, or started another company. You know, turn you know, turn into PayPal, sold it. To, you know, I mean, he's smart. Um, is he the one doing the neural links and all this stuff? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he's got the ideas, and then he's got the scientists to create the ideas. He's just a nerd that thinks of these things, and then he's got bigger nerds that 
can put it in fruition, right? So the health implications are unknown, and this research is currently limited to work with animal models. Specifically discussed was a real image, real-time image of a zebrafish brain with about 85,000 neurons. Um, it's one part of the article that really tripped me out, and this actually caused me to call Chris. <laughs> so, the following astounding chordal modem presentation by Dr. Dan Wattendorf uh, presented DARPA's efforts to get in front of and prevent disease outbreaks, such as the recent crisis with Ebola in Africa. So now, this, once again, four-year-old, this was, I think, actually, this was in 2016 is when this was written. So... I'll continue <laughs> with Ebola. This might have been a little older, so I think Ebola was 14, but I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, this was repeated theme throughout the event. DARPA is clearly recognizing the need to avoid technological surprises from nature as well as from other nations. China, maybe? Uh, it is widely recognized that the current technology for dealing with novel disease outbreaks, the so-called post-antibiotic era, and bioweapons requires entirely new strategies for detection and rapid response to communicable diseases. As an example, the Ebola vaccine currently being considered for use has been in development for decades. Moreover, only a small number of vaccines exist, um, even for known diseases. A novel threat might provide only weeks or months to respond, however. Clearly, new approaches are needed in both detection and disease of outbreaks, and responses to them. Perhaps the most interesting to me here is the discussion of transient gene therapy where the intervention that alters the organism's DNA but which turn off after some period or time. So, um, Dr. Jack Newman, uh, Chief Science Officer at ARIMS, a board member of BioBricks Foundation, allowed, uh, followed <coughs> Jack has recently joined DARPA as a program manager and talks about the work producing useful materials from bioengineered yeast, the project funded under DARPA's Living uh, Foundries program is just one number of efforts seeking to create novel materials and production process. So they're literally telling you that they're creating stuff to find um, cures to them. Is that what they were doing in Wuhan? Is that why the NIH funded said things? Hmm. Who's to say? Um, let me see if I can find a date on this article. Yeah, 2015. So, yeah. So, um, six years old. Almost seven, because I think it said March. <sighs> this stuff has been going on. So... They started the research of these things. And then, in my opinion, they kind of handed the ball to Elon Musk. Um, and, I, and I'm going to get into that in the next episode. So, guys, please, please, you know, obviously you're listening to this. Please share this with your friends. Uh, please go to our website um, don't tread on America.com. I will post the articles that I've done that I've talked about on the, um, on the show notes. That way you can read them for yourself. If you didn't understand my incoherent babbling, <laughs> but 
But no, go to go to the website, or I'm sorry, go to um, the uh, on the podcast app, whatever wherever you're listening to this on. The, those links will be at the bottom. Check them out if you guys will follow us, please on on any of those whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. There's a a subscribe button. So if you guys could follow the show there, um, that way you'll get all the updates of when shows pop up. I'm trying to get consistent with the at least two, if not three shows. This week will be three. I did one Sunday today. Or I'm sorry, I actually did it Monday. Today, and then, like I said, we're going to part two of this at least on uh, Friday. I'm going to have a guest in the studio. And uh, he's going to throw a spin on things. And, and that show will be a lot more of a discussion of what I talked about and and uh, and going forward. And what I think, the thing that scares me about all this is when you're talking about messing DNA, we, we, when the shot first came out and you had everyone talking about um, the mark of the beast, this is the mark of the beast, this is the mark of the beast. Well, is it? I don't know. Um, based on the Bible and the teachings of what Noah was told to do by God and why that, why he was told to do that because man was alternating, uh, altering DNA of animals and it pissed him off. Well, we're animals, right? And man is altering or trying to alter our DNA via these shots under the guides of, if we alter your DNA, it's going to help you fight the COVID. And, and also, along with COVID, they're trying to introduce RFID ch- chips, uh, you know, things to, to uh, connect to your, your phone so you can do your COVID pass. Amazon One is a real thing. Look it up. <laughs> you know, um, these things exist. Unfortunately, they all exist. I'm not making them up. Look them up. Please look them up. And please, most importantly, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us. And and even more important, please share this with your friends. Um, it's been a good year. I want to start out strong. I want to keep the DTOM train rolling. And please, guys, share this with your friends. And look for the part two to this on Friday. Give you something to listen to over the weekend. Um, we're going to try. I like to keep these shows around an hour or less. That way it keeps you engaged and um, we'll have a nice discussion on the next show with uh, the guest we'll have in studio. So guys, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, With that being said, you guys have a great day. Have a great Wednesday and uh, hope everyone's New Year started out strong and uh, hopefully uh, everything goes smooth uh, and I'll be here Friday and we don't have a bunch of shit hitting the fan tomorrow with old... uh, you know, the one-year anniversary of January 6th interaction. <laughs> As they're selling it, I'm sure. Anyway, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Friday. Thank you. <laughs>